Can you imagine a day without your mobile device, especially if you are a healthcare provider? Now imagine being able to use your mobile device to impact patient care. I'm your host, Frank Russomano, and you're listening to Voices from American Medicine on ReachMD. Joining me today is Dr. Tracy Haas, Chief Medical Officer of DocBookMD, an innovative platform for patient care management. Tracy, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's start with your decision to become a physician. What's your specialty and how have you been spending the past years? I am a board-certified family physician. My decision to go into medicine was so that I could take care of rural and underserved populations. I was always interested in international medicine and working in really in rural Texas and parts all around the world. So I chose to do family medicine for that reason, to have a really good broad background. Since becoming board-certified, I've done additional training in tropical medicine, and now that is my main specialty is in tropical medicine, so I can do international work. Wow, you must spend a lot of time traveling. I do, a little less so now than I used to. Now I'm able to have a home base here in Austin and help other travelers on their missions and international travel, so it's fun. So at some point you decided to become an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about that transition. So about four years into practicing, I was working in a small town about 80 miles outside of Austin. My husband's an orthopedic surgeon, and there were many times that I needed to be able to connect with a subspecialist like him to be able to look at an x-ray with him, an EKG with cardiologists, while I was in this small rural town. And unfortunately, a lot of our you know, technology and new rules and regulations keep us from being able to share patient information, either on mobile or even with EMRs that are not compatible with each other. And so Tim and I decided back in 08 that we were going to try to solve this problem. It actually happened on the night of our first wedding anniversary. Tim was on call and we were at dinner and he actually got a call from the emergency room in downtown Austin saying, I can't describe the fracture to you, but I need you to come in. He got sucked into the ER black hole, we call it, because once he's in the ER, he doesn't come out for hours. Just to find out that the fracture wasn't something he needed to really be in there for. And if he had been able to see a picture of the x-ray on his cell phone, an iPhone had just come out at that time, this was in 08. If he'd been able to see that x-ray on his phone, he would have known it was something that could have been solved with a simple splint, and he could have followed up in his office on Monday. But instead, He was brought into the ER, took his whole evening. It really kind of changed the course of our first anniversary, (laughs) for better or worse, because we ended up deciding we were going to solve this issue. We were going to figure out how to get communication solved on our new mobile devices, and that's really when DocBook got started. And so I'm sure many of our listeners are sort of grinning and have shared that same experience, but you took an initiative to develop DocBook MD. How hard was that to do after being in practice for a good bit? I'll be honest, we didn't plan on starting a business. We were in the DocBook project for a little over a year before we decided that this was something that we really felt like we had gotten our, you know, our heads and our hands around a little bit and could turn it into a business. What we really wanted was to figure out how to get all of our colleagues and medical community that we didn't maybe know their names, didn't know all the specialists, and certainly didn't have their cell phones. We wanted to figure out how to get that kind of high-level directory onto our mobile device have it not be part of our usual contact list, and then be able to verify that when you were asking a doctor a question, you had that right person on the phone. So that took us about a year to figure out. Once we were able to solve the directory problem, the secure messaging piece really fell into place. And we launched our first product, which was the high-level directory, in 2009, a year after we came up with the concept. And then it was another year later that we had the secure messaging piece. Wow. So tell us a little bit more about DocBook MD and how it's evolved and, and, and how you're helping healthcare professionals. Yeah, so uh, 
you know, as I mentioned, we, we started with, this, with that directory, and that alone solved a huge problem. You know, here in Austin, we have more than 6,000 physicians, and most doctors don't know more than, you know, 20 or 30 docs that you regularly speak to. But now that the medical community is really shrinking, we need to be able, you know, for, for all purposes, it's growing, but, um, but the, the technology really brings us more interdependent. We need to be able to speak to each other more and it's gotten harder and harder to do. So we wanted to find a really simple solution to be able to bring people together. And it, so it started with that directory. We now have a high level directory that's statewide in 42 states around the country. So our first three or four years, we're really going and making relationships with medical associations around the country, which is a trusted source for that high level directory. Up to date, we actually update our directories every 24 hours, so it's very up to date. If a doctor moves, adds a new line, we get to update that within 24 hours. So that, that initial growth was based on the high level directory. Now I mentioned in 2010, we started the secure messaging, and that has allowed doctors to be able to share EKGs, x-rays, lab results, basic information right in front of the patient. So it's real-time communication, comes in through an app on your iPhone, Android, tablet. We now have a web-based version so that staff members can also participate and still be HIPAA secure. It's now evolved into an entire communication platform that hospitals and health systems can use to quickly communicate with all of their members. They can send a blast message to the entire group or individuals can have a private you know, conversation and sharing of information. Individual documents, pictures, images can be uploaded directly into the EMR now as well. So we've come quite a long way in the seven years since our first anniversary story. <laughs> What's the most common use of DocBook MD? Is it, is it images? Is it medical records? How are your physician clients using it? The most common is actually looking up a physician's specialty and then connecting with them directly through the app. Our messaging has taken off over this past 18 months significantly because we also have direct integrations to things like lab and x-ray. The radiology departments can integrate directly into our app. So the moment that, let's say, an MRI report is read, it's uploaded directly to that physician's mobile device at the same time that the, the report is sent in the traditional way, whether that's a phone call, or a direct upload into an EMR, it now comes to their mobile device. So that has been absolutely our most popular feature. We've had that one for about 18 months now. And that truly solves our initial problem that Tim and I had at dinner that fateful night. <laughs> the actual uh, report, the moment that it's read, gets sent to your mobile device. Tim would not have had to get up from the dinner table if that had happened. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Voices from American Medicine on ReachMD, and I'm your host, Frank Russomano. Joining me today is Tracy Haas, Chief Medical Officer of DocBooks MD. Tracy, so tell us a little bit about life as a physician entrepreneur. Well, it's been a whirlwind. You know, Tim and I were very much traditional physicians. You know, he's orthopedic surgeon. Uh, I'm, you know, at the time was a rural family physician practicing in a fairly traditional way. What we didn't realize, and we do now, having been in the kind of medical business world, is that there's a whole other world out there beyond medicine. You know, to train as long as we did, we stayed pretty closed in the medical world. You know, outside of our clinic, we didn't do a whole lot. And so now, you know, our minds have been blown open, for one. <laughs> our, our pace of life has changed considerably. Just understanding what different people do in the business world has been eye-opening. I mean, you know, we have a team of six different types of lawyer. That's not something I ever had to come into contact with when I was a physician, thank goodness. We have technical team. We have 
Um, you know, we have to know all about the technical aspects of security and cloud security and, and being a part of this changing technology, not just in medicine, but communications. When we started our app, there was no camera on the phone. There were no apps when we first came up with our concept. And we, we started designing docbooks before, there, before apps or the app language had even been released. So over this past seven years, it's been a tremendous amount of technological growth. Um, if you look just at the bandwidth on our mobile devices and iPad, which of course iPad wasn't out yet, and then we had to optimize the product for iPad and, and new operating systems. It's been a whirlwind, and it's been really exciting. It's not as certain as medicine, <laughs> as funny as that may sound. Uh, a lot of people might find medicine is uncertain. For me as a doctor, I always knew that you know I, it was pretty predictable, my, and my husband would probably agree that uh, our day was pretty predictable. In business, it's anything but predictable. So that, that would probably be the biggest change for us. Sure, and, and what we've learned from our listeners who've been on, on our show a lot of the charge they get out of their day as a, as a clinician are great patient outcomes. And so your day has changed quite a bit. What are, what are the positives in your new role? The biggest positive for me is that we've gotten in contact with physicians and the medical community around the country. During our first few years, as we were meeting with state medical association and physicians, really representative of all different types of practice style, from coast, literally from coast to coast. It was interesting to hear the stories, hear regional differences. You know, I was practicing in a town of 5,000 prior to DocBook. And so now to get to meet with physicians who are running huge systems and physician leaders from around the country, it was really eye-opening to see what else is out there, to really have our finger on the pulse of changes in medicine. So this past seven years has been probably the most change in medicine in decades. And so it's been rewarding to build relationships with physician leaders around the country. That's great stuff. And how about the challenges? What have, what's been most challenging for you over the past seven years? You know, it's been a challenge to keep up with the new technology. The biggest challenge has been that this type of business is very expensive to run. So a lot of people think that you come up with a concept and people kind of throw money at you to make it happen. And that just isn't the case. You're, you're constantly looking for a customer and revenue and the next thing. And so, you know, just to come up with our initial concept that, you know, night that we came up with our idea is, is not enough. And I think Tim and I talk with other physician entrepreneurs and hopeful entrepreneurs. I think that's the biggest misconception. People think you have a million-dollar idea and everything is easy after that. I would say there's a lot of million-dollar ideas. There's not a lot of execution out there. That's truly the hard part. You're always kind of, we call it pushing the boulder, but we're always pushing that boulder uphill. And, uh, and that's definitely been our biggest challenge is, you know, how do you stay alive? How do you continue to innovate? And how do you really find the money to get the company to grow in a way that you need it to to stay relevant, stay competitive, and continue to give people the same quality product that you had a few years ago, even though their device has changed and improved. So it's just a constantly evolving and growing space. And certainly technology catches up and competitors evolve. What's the next step for DocBook? You know, great question. We see this space. We, we've seen a lot of competitors come on the market and then competitors drop off. So we've been, we were the first comers into this market when it comes to secure HIPAA compliant communication on the mobile device. We had, you know, 30 plus competitors a couple of years ago. Now that, that space has narrowed to really four or five major competitors. So that's been, it's been interesting to kind of ride it and continue to be, you know, consistent, national, but relatively small. 
So our next phase will probably be that we partner up with large, another large company, not a competitor per se, but people who are also committed to improving efficiencies in the medical space, saving money for the entire system. Those are the kind of companies that we're looking to partner up with so that we can really take this to the next level. Well, that's great stuff. Congratulations on a, on a terrific business, Tracy. Any advice for our listeners who might be considering becoming an entrepreneur? You bet. Yeah. We, we, Tim and I actually speak to a lot of physician entrepreneurs here in Austin. We started an incubator a few years back. It got to be very time-consuming, so we, back, we backed away from that. But, but over the two years that we were working with physician entrepreneurs, a couple of themes came up. And so what I would tell other physicians is don't choose to become an entrepreneur because you want to leave medicine. Your best asset as a physician entrepreneur is to be a physician. And so keeping your finger and your heart really in medicine, take the knowledge that you've gained from practicing and use that to improve the whole system. I really believe that healthcare reform, real reform, will come from people who are living it and understand what the issues are. So becoming a physician leader first and then an entrepreneur is really, I think, the most important step for, for doctors who want to who want to really make a difference. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Dr. Haas, it's been great having you on the show. Really appreciate your time today. You bet, Frank. Thank you. And to download this podcast and others in this series, visit ReachMD.com. I'm your host, Frank Russomano, and thank you for listening.